It's Barely in Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. Welcome to Barely in Topic. Yeah, we're putting out another episode again. Woohoo! It's, it's, it's what we do. <laughs> it is. You may not want to hear it, but we're putting one out. <laughs> Come hell or high water, this is coming out, and you're going to like it. Or not. You do you. <laughs> so, uh, I'm VA, and I'm here with Jeff and Tim, who've already spoken. I'm in a fighting mood, just like Tuka Rask. <laughs> oh, they should have let him go. I was so mad. Well, we'll talk about that a little bit later, Tim. <laughs> but anyway, just a few minutes ago, we actually got some word, as everybody else who follows Twitter might have. If you read the whole tweet and follow and watched the video, you would learn that Patrice Bergeron has spawned again. I mean, it sounds like it's a terrible thing. No, it's not a terrible thing. Yeah, no, we're not talking. We're not talking about like Ulf Samuelson's numerous children. Um, we're, we're talking about Bergie's three children, and what great children they all are. <laughs> There's Zach and Victoria. And, and we don't know the name of this new one yet. <laughs> Zach Jr. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Zach and Victoria and also Zach again. <laughs> I don't think Patrice is the kind of guy who would name a kid after himself. And I respect that. I do. Because I think when you name a child after yourself, it's either that you have an unchecked ego, as it happened in my family, or... You just have no creativity, as is also what happened to my family. I, low-key, want him to name this child Brad, so we have <gasps> a Brad on. Oh, my God. Like, it's the perfect chance. It's your third oh, kid. Come on, come on, Berkey, do it. <laughs> and imagine if his name were either Loki Brad, because when you said Loki, I thought, Loki. Of course. The God of Mischief. Oh, Brad Loki or Loki Brad. That would be so great. We have so many names. If I had known that Stephanie Bergeron was pregnant, I saw her like I I I saw her in video form not too long ago. Might have even actually seen her in person. She didn't look pregnant. What the hell? I don't know. Good for her. Uh... Yes. So, anyway, Mazeltov to the Bergerons. They have another child who will be in the draft class of 2036 if nothing changes about eligibility. Mm -hmm. Which, incidentally, there has been some chatter, apparently, at the board, board of Governors level about the possibility of changing the draft to 19. Yeah, I think it's kind of dumb. Just keep it at 18. Well, because it changes the dynamic of um, NCAA players in a big way. Oh? Well, because they all... All of the most players that go the college route get drafted out of, you know, whether it's um, uh, junior A or, uh, or, or, or or prep or whatever, right? The year before they start uh, start college. Mm -hmm. At 19, they'd be the end of end of freshman year. And I think that would change how teams look at that, right? Because, um, like, that's a point in time where you, where, where you start seeing undrafted college guys get, you know, signed. Mm. So that would change that entire market. Well, I kind of think they should just leave it alone. 
Well, I know what it is. Is GMs were like, "Oh, if the players were older, we'd miss fewer." Please, like, please help us keep our jobs. Rules. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like the NBA. The NBA has the rule where a kid has to go to college for at least a year instead of coming from high school. But like, it's interesting because, like, you know what it would would do, and this is funny, is if the draft was when they were nineteen, Sinition would have probably gone where he went because he, without how much he scored that, his draft plus one year. Which would make the pick look even worse now. All right. Well, we'll have more on that when it happens. We'll see what they they come up with. But uh, or we can have a, a bigger conversation about that a little bit later on when I've actually done some reading and understand any of this. But Mazel Tov to the Bergerons, to the Bergerons, and please, I hope you named your son Brad or Loki or Zach Junior. Hang on. Uh, Mandy just tweeted something awesome and gritty related, unfortunately, because the V doesn't work on that keyboard. Me, me retweeting it at you is approximately impossible. <laughs> <laughs> it's a gritty nativity scene. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, wow. It's wonderful. I never get included. I never get CC'd on these tweets anymore. I mean, neither did I. It was, it was uh, just I, to Ellen. But, but, but uh, <laughs> I was an early adopter. I made a cupcake. I made several gritty cupcakes. I think you need to take this one off with Mandy. That's, 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 that's... Uh, I actually think that we should... You know that song, Santa Baby, which is, uh, is just a problematic in so many ways. It's only, only acceptable when Eartha Kitt sings it, by the way, because it actually comes off... In the true manner, when Madonna does it, it just it just seems wrong. It's too cutesy in a wrong way. Anyway, I think it should be Santa Gritty. I, I need to actually work on that this week. Maybe I can come up with some lyrics. Or Gritty Baby. No, no, no. Santa Gritty. It's got to be Santa Gritty. Speaking um, of Gritty. So, of course, on uh, this past Monday... The Flyers fired Ron Hextall, and I think we can all agree that the only candidate to be their new GM is Gritty. Oh my god, yeah. Yes. Why <laughs> why is that not being considered? <laughs> like seriously, wouldn't it be fucking awesome if, if, if the Flyers just like leaned into this that hard, you know? Sure, name a GM, but never actually say who it is and just always have them and have them play the bit the bit part as being gritty being their GM. Like gritty goes to all the oh GM my. meetings, just sits there in silence while the other GMs talk about stuff. When when Gritty puts you on first he, he shoots Sorry, you with a cannon. <laughs> when when Gritty puts Oh my gosh, Gritty! We gotta do it. Oh my God! And like at the draft, you know, when they go up to announce the player, the Philadelphia Flyers are proud to uh, are, are, are are proud to uh, to draft. But it would be like gritty pantomiming this, and someone else, and I'm like an incredible like Ben Stein monotone. I'm um, uh, being his um, uh, his translator. <laughs> the Philadelphia Flyers are proud to draft in this 2019 draft. Claude Giroux. <laughs> <laughs> Because, you know, his best friend is Claude. Sure. He might be, go by Claude, but I say Claude. It's weird he goes by Claude because I'm pretty sure he goes by Claude because he's from Hearst, which is in Hearst in Northern Ontario, which is extremely French. Yeah, yeah. I learned it as Claude Giroux, but then everybody started calling him Claude. I'm like, what? I don't get that. Oh, but, those guys. <laughs> but, you know, I, yes, I think, uh, I think Gritty drafting Claude Giroux again and again is a great idea. Let's do it. Hey, Lex or, Jacob, 
too. Jacob Voracek, which should be Jakob Voracek, but whatever. He likes him too. Well, as you've seen about that, and the great thing about, about Gritty potentially beating the GM is you can probably get, you know, Wayne Simmons as a rental for like a big bag of the blue meth. <laughs> <laughs> no! It's, it's rusted out batteries. That's what he wants. <laughs> oh, true. You've got to throw him at Santa Claus at some point this year. Oh, my God. It would be so great for Gritty to be the GM. It would be, why do a rebuild at all? Seriously. He's going to bring John Scott out of retirement. It'll be super fantastic. Why not? Draft Claude Giroux again and again. Yep, that sounds like it's right. Why don't you see if you can get a nine-year-old that you can pick a fight with every night? Yep. Oh, and they sit at their draft table just like shooting t-shirt cannons at the pens table. <laughs> just, just, just slowly enraging uh, old, 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 old man Rutherford there. Just, <laughs> you know, insert um, uh, Greg Wyshynski's um, um, Rutherford, uh, old man Rutherford impression here. You know, <laughs> I'm not exactly sure why Gritty wasn't on the NHL All Star ballot. You know, well, you're, you're right that that. I mean, like, I gotta say that the the, um, the mascots game this year at the All Star game is probably gonna be outstanding because of Gritty. He is oh, not gonna give any fucks. It's gonna be no, he's not. Also, T-shirt cannon again is definitely coming out for that game at some point. You know it is. It has to. Like that's his staple now. Is like shooting people with a T-shirt cannon. Now, I do would, would love other teams to like use this opportunity to like dispose of their boring mascots and just like parachute in something ridiculous like oh like like, like all the things like all of a sudden you know blades falls down doesn't move and then the arena gets dark is that the bears music oh fuck it is (laughs) (laughs) the bear versus gritty in a a battle to the death on the ice that should be a pay-per-view event (laughs) i would pay five dollars for that i I would too (laughs) I definitely. I would send in all the rusty batteries that you want. <laughs> Gritty versus the bear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it'd be fantastic! So fantastic. But anyway, let's let's get back to that all-star vote. We're full. Of, we're full of great segues today. Ooh. <laughs> I did not pay any attention to this until an hour ago. <laughs> yeah, I wrote about there. Yeah. Um, and uh, I didn't realize that our dear, sweet angel baby, David Pasta, not Pasternak, David Pasta, Pasternak, she's just called him Angel Hair. Anyway. He's not included on the ballot. Now, granted, you are voting for captains, I guess. I don't know. You got Patrice Bergeron, Zidane Chara, Brad Marchand. I'm sorry, Marchand. Brad Marchand. So weird. And Tuca, motherfucking Rask. Those are your four guys from the Bruins, which we should be happy we got four because the Habs only have three. So well, fuck the Habs, so... And they had to dig so deep that they nominated a goalie with a nine eight nine eight save percentage. So, like, seriously, the Habs don't have anyone worth nominating. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but David Pasternak, what? I'd want him to be a captain because, like, um, he's goofy and 
fun, and he would probably score tons of goals for your team. Well, and goofy and fun's exactly what you want out of a, out of a prominent player at the at, at the uh, the All Star game. Yes, it like, is. Like honestly, like I want the All Star game to include like a fashion show between him, PK Subban, and, and Brent Burns, like three of the most over the top ridiculous suit wearers in the province in the league. Oh, did you see the picture of him this week where he was being honored for being the children's hospital <laughs> champion? And he's playing Connect Four with one of the kids, and he's wearing a ridiculous suit. And he's playing with the kids, and he looks like he's just at home. Like, this is... Yeah. Um, apparently, David Pasternak, believe it or not, he does go and do... Oh, what's that? He he does go and do visits, not part of the, you know, the not just the Halloween or the whatever holiday uh, visits they do. He does that on his own. He just goes, like, once or twice a week when he can. Did you know that? Yeah. I did not. Yeah, so, like, he totally earned that award this week, and he looked totally like, like, this is the guy that you should totally just have if you want to have fun, and the All-Star Game should be about fun, because if it's not about fun, then who the fuck cares? Well, that's just it. It's like, again, they haven't they haven't entertained our, our, our proposal of dog hockey a couple years ago. <sighs> dog but hockey I, would be the best, but David Backus only has two dogs left. I mean, there's lots of players with dogs, though. I know. I'm just saying. They they missed an opportunity. Yeah, dog hockey would be awesome. I actually, that's all I want to see. Dog hockey should open up the the battle between Gritty and the Bear. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh and then other things, too. Like, I think they should bring different players for the skills competition in the actual game. Because okay. the players that will be the most interesting for some of the skills competition stuff are players you don't want in the game proper. Like... Not so much now, but for a long time, Carl Hagelin was the kind of guy you wanted in the fastest skater competition, even though we had no business being anywhere near the rest of the All-Star weekend. (laughs) (laughs) I liked it when the goalie skated. That was fun. And judging from what I saw last night of Tuka Rask, he could be in that. We'll talk more about that later. Yes. Now let's talk about that. The the, the goalies that are put forward as the, the people you, the goalies you can vote for. Most of them have pretty piss poor save percentages, right? <laughs> well, let me let me find some for you. Okay, so we mentioned Carey Price's point eight nine eight, but that's not the worst. Martin, jo- Martin Jones with an point eight eight seven. I was getting there. I was taking my time. Uh, Corey Crawford is a point nine oh one. Better, but not good. Um, likewise, Craig Anderson's point nine oh five isn't really an All Star game goalie uh, number. I wonder if this is by design because they know that it's going to be insanely high scoring anyway the entire time. Let's just like make it even worse. And oh, have, just bring all of the shittiest goalies or just like have Scott Darling play both nets. Oh, <laughs> Scott Darling. 15, 14 games. Like, Mike Smith has a .885. They've nominated. What? Mike? Oh, fuck off. Really? He's on the list? He Connor is. Hellebuck, Connor Hellebuck's .904 isn't great either. There's a lot of not good goalie scores here. <laughs> yeah, there really aren't. You could vote for Scott Darling, but I don't think he's in the NHL right now. Did he clear? Yes, he did. Yeah, he's he's playing in Charlotte now. Oh, Dave Lozo must be so upset. Or he doesn't care. One or the other. I mean, uh, whatever. The, 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 the Yesterday, I guess it would have been Fridays on my... Uh, Puck Soup, I'm assuming, addresses that. or this, Yeah, Friday's when he would have cleared, right? So maybe he wasn't in yet. 
Yeah, they recorded before. They he was on waivers when they recorded, so uh, he, okay. he didn't seem that upset about it. He's just like, Ugh, uh, you know, maybe he's a little more upset. Maybe I don't know. All I know is they didn't use my answer this week. Damn it! <laughs> it was a good answer. Mm. Anyway, um, yeah, you know who who is notably missing from the the goalies. <laughs> Um, could be Yarrow Halak. <laughs> well, it could be that. See, you gave a serious answer. I was going to say Brandon Carlo and Tori Krug <laughs> for the amount of times they had to bail out the goalies. <laughs> uh, Jerry Milo's on too, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. All three of them are notable exemptions from the goalie category. Uh, not that you had to uh, to nominate a goalie. I'm just saying. I mean, also, if you think about it, they've never given up a goal when they've been in net. So. <laughs> yes, they're, they're doing that actual part of the job where they're defending, <laughs> you know, the things that the advanced staff people don't like. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I know. I know. Seriously, Jeff Dillette doesn't like defense, and that's dumb. <laughs> 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 Put six forwards on the ice and let's see how it goes. <laughs> that would be awful, awful hockey. I've watched games like that in the queue. Again, I watched one game that ended eleven ten two years ago. Yeah, I would hate that. It was the most alarmingly bad game of hockey I have ever had the misfortune of watching. And I watched a lot of, you know, inter- intramurals where the guys were out of shape and drunk when I was in university <laughs> and it was better hockey than that game. <laughs> That would be so great. That would be so great. <laughs> All joking aside, I'm not sure who they put forth for the Bruins is just a good idea in some respects. There are plenty of other bad picks on other teams, too. And there's some good picks on other teams. But Matt Duchesne, really, that guy's got 33 points. What a douche. Well, yeah, he's playing on a bad team, and now, like... No one's paying attention and everything, so he can do his thing. They've scored 98 goals and given up an astonishing 109. Oof. Which, yes. um, to give you some idea, the next worst team for goals against in the league, in, in, in the East, rather, is Florida with 91. Yeah, that's that's a lot of goals that they gave up. They suck. Yeah, the only other teams that have broken the 100 marker are, are Vancouver and Chicago. <laughs> Chicago. Wow, Chicago has a minus 26 goal differential. And so does Los Angeles. That's uh, so bad. Their their goal differential for Los Angeles is the same as the, is their negative goal differential is the same number as, they, as games they've played. LA is bad. <laughs> I love it. I love every second of it. So guys, should I vote for Claude Giroux? Uh, but a vote for Claude Giroux isn't vote for, for Gritty. You should probably write in Gritty. I mean... WWGD, what would Gritty do? <laughs> Meth, mostly, but... <laughs> Busted batteries. <laughs> Adderall. <laughs> all of the above? <laughs> <laughs> that list of all sorts of pharmaceuticals that they, that, that, um, um, that, that you and McGregor lists in... Uh, in, in um, uh, Transpotting. Transpotting. <laughs> wow. You know, I used to like T.J. Oshie, but now I think he can just go throw himself off a cliff. I think it's the Tom Wilson, the constant Tom Wilson support. <sighs> Fucking Tom Wilson. 
yeah, Tom Wilson, he's not getting suspended. He's not getting anything. Yeah, yeah. For for he, Tom Wilson, Tom Wilson began on Friday night. Um, his ninth game back from his big, big, big suspension. You know, I mean, by Tom Wilson standards, not that dirty a hit, but it was a dirty hit on a on something called a Brett Saney. Oh. Yeah. Well, he's, he's a player, so you can't yeah. actually, you know, try to take their heads off, even though it was a shoulder-to-shoulder hit, I guess. But it was a drive-by hit. It was inc- it was incredibly blindsided. It was way after the puck was gone. Yeah. And, like, yeah, I don't think I would support it being a suspension for most other players, but, like, it's fucking Tom Wilson. And he just came back from one, like, come on. Do your job. It's Tom Wilson. Harris, focus on the task at hand and not your fabulous mustache, please. <laughs> <laughs> Does he still even have it? I don't even know. I don't know. I haven't seen him in a long time. But I think there's only one way you're going to stop Tom Wilson. You have to take him out. Send Gritty to do it right away. Gritty's a perfect hatchet man because like, everyone would suspect him, but no one would want to charge him with anything. Exactly. And he doesn't talk, so he's not going to rat you. He's, he's not going to rat you out. So, like, that's the ideal hatchet man. <laughs> <laughs> At least Tom Wilson's not on the ballot, I don't think. Oh, gosh. No, that doesn't. would be peak NHL to have, like, Tom Wilson be on the ballot. I mean, it's peak NHL to have Tom Wilson anywhere but locked in a safe that was pushed off the back of an aircraft carrier. But They've got six players from the, the Caps on here. Yeah, you know, despite not being that good, you know, it helps to be, like, you know, the most recent cup winner. But six? Uh, Ovi, Kuznetsov, Backstrom, Oshie, Hopi, Carlson, I'm guessing. Yeah, wow, you did a good job. (laughs) Good job. You. (laughs) That's literally everyone that I could even entertain being a candidate for (laughs) for, to to be at the All-Star game on that team. I am definitely voting for Captain Dreamboat. Wow, I left it open. You could say anything. You could just say, who's the ugliest captain out there? Andre Kopitar. <laughs> I was trying to think. There's got to be someone else that gives him a run for his money in some way. Oh, <laughs> I'm voting for Captain Dreamboat. I mean, you know, um, yeah, I don't even know where to go with it, really. Like, we, we kind of... I'm going it. to school you on this. I'm voting for Captain Dreamboat. Brett Burns, eh? <laughs> <laughs> He's not the captain, though. Joe Pavelski is. I, I know. I just... Um, it's funnier when you say Brett Burns. He's alternate <laughs> captain. <sighs> okay, you could have said Andre Kopitar. I, I served it really up for you. You could have done that because yeah, everybody knows he looks like Frankenberry. So he does. He does look like Frankenberry. He does. He does. Yep. Or well, no. Connor McDavid's not actually a bad-looking guy. He just is. Gets laughed, maybe. Ugh. Gross. Now I have to vomit. Thank you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Why? <laughs> Why would you be upset by that? <laughs> There's no universe that you sh- you should be upset by that answer. Um, I just don't like Getzlaff. I think he's an asshole, and I think he got away with saying cocksucker to a ref the other year, and I hate that. I I find that offensive. And he he gets away with being a bit of a shit uh, shit bag because he's surrounded by bigger by, by world class shit bags. Yeah. So like oh, you know yeah. I mean. 
because he's got he's got Kessler and Perry to you know distract from his shitbaggery because they're they're you know bigger shitbags. Shit yeah. <laughs> I don't like to compare shitbags. A shitbag is a shitbag. <laughs> it, it, is, it is still a burlap bag filled with filled with feces. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I, I, you know what? That's as deep as enough a dive as I want to go with the All Star fan vote. Blah. We'll talk about it when they actually pick captains. And then... listeners, right? Listeners, please write in David Pasternak. Yes, pasta. You know That's the only thing I ask. Just pasta. I don't care if you fill out nothing else. Just pasta. Just vote for him. It's great. He should be it. You know, over uh, all the other guys. I mean, you know, Patrice is wonderful and all that. But Pasta, come on, man. Give him his due. The one marketable star is Pasternak is one of the ways to go. Yeah. Because he's an excessive personality but doesn't suffer from the limitation of being Brad that Brad does. And this is a family event. You want to have the family-friendly guys. There's not a venue that that Pasternak doesn't go into where he doesn't try to like slip pucks to kids and play with them at the. Well, the and he bus. breaks out that, and he breaks out that, 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 the chip, the, the, the chip's tooth smile of his, that ear to ear goofy grin. <laughs> yep. Pasta, pasta for everything. There we go. Not just for dinner anymore. Anyway, I guess we should talk about some Bruins hockey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Bruins had a difficult week, I would say. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was a little bit difficult. Yeah, they went, what, um, uh, 1 2 and 0, and uh, that one, of course, was a shootout win. So, like, that's not ideal. No, 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 no. That's, that's definitely uh, less than ideal. And in the meantime, they made Detroit look good, which is never a good thing. And this is sort of the, the events this week. This, 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 there's um, more than a few writers have commented on this, and it wasn't just about yesterday's game. This has been coming. Oh boy! And um, the Bruins are definitely finding themselves um, thrown around the ice a fair bit right now. Yeah. Um, now, yeah. You, there, now there's reasons for this. It is this is a, of course in general a smaller team than the Bruins teams of yore, but also the fact of the matter that um, Kevin Miller and uh, and Zidane Chara are are out, right? And they, they, they were two of our principal guys that would, you know, take care of when someone was taking liberties. Oh, you mean Joachim Nordstrom wasn't one of those guys? No. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so, and, and so after yesterday, which which descended into a complete shit show, we don't really need to go into the details, but it involved Krejci taking the open ice hit, center ice again, and dumb things from there. What I, I enjoyed from that was that Joachim Nordstrom did say, hey, uh, this can't be tolerated. So he, he did fight the guy. And then there was another melee that started to break out. I don't think that was at the same time, was it? No. Nordstrom went mm-hmm. down down at the end of uh, like the first period or something like that. Um, or whatever period it was. But So when it came to defending Krejci, Nordstrom was there. A little after fact, but he went after the guy who went after him and that was Witkowski I think it was yeah yeah so so that's good that there is a response of like hey you can't just be we're just not gonna let you keep doing that okay now but here's the thing about that though is even with our two main 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 you know um shit kickers out there's players before who on the in that on that team that should be the ones who are taking care of that before Nordstrom yeah yes 
Um, I know David Beck has scored a goal yesterday. He seems to be, you know, playing better. But, like, at this point in his career, doing a little bit of kicking ass and taking names is really the, mo- the principal thing he's good at at this point, at least conceptually. But you know what? I could I could totally understand with his concussion history how he might not want to do certain things. I agree, yes. But also, um, isn't that what we one of the things we, they signed um, Chris Wagner for? Um, maybe being to being a tough motherfucker. Yeah, I mean, you expect that whole fourth line. Well, and like you know, or and and Corelli and Achari are both big dudes. I mean, they're not gonna they're not fighters, but like, you know, I mean, like. Someone takes a liberty with a hit and takes an Achari hit soon after. They're not going to do something stupid again because an Achari hit sends you back in time. <laughs> I enjoy watching him hit people, and he just likes it, to do it's, it. it. Well, it's so Boychuk esque. Yeah, but it's not quite. It's not quite the Boychuk thing yet. We have not. Well, seen I know he, he he hasn't sent JVR back to 1955 yet. I recognize that. Yes. <laughs> Mostly because they haven't played the Flyers yet, and I don't think JVR is playing. Isn't he hurt? He's back now. Oh, he's back now. Okay. So, so, so next time he'll have the opportunity to send JVR back to 1955, which oh, would be okay. great. Yes, yes. And poor Doc Brown will be like, what the fuck are you doing here again? It's like, <laughs> another Bruins 55. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think you're right, though. I, I think that uh, the the Bruins, it's, it's really puzzling because they're not using the certain players that do have the size they're not used employing them in the same way and and this is this is inciting and unfortunately that that fact is is inciting a certain breed of stupidity among certain commentators well among joe haggerty and then some of the the dimmer portions of bruins twitter as well as we saw with a Ty Anderson having a lengthy fight with one dipshit that seemed to think that trading back is for Lucic was a good idea. It's like, no, they, yes, they're both bad contracts, but there's only two more years after this one on Bacchus's contract. There's four more of Luch. <laughs> I don't want anything more to do with Luch. If you saw the way he skated that last year he was here, you would not want any part of Luch. I he doesn't yeah. even he doesn't even act like an enforcing type anymore, a real power forward. Well, 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 because, well, and because there isn't a part for that, right? You need, you need, you mean you have big guys that accomplish things like Anthony Mantha with the, with, with the, with the, with the Flyers, for the Red Wings, for example. Mm-hmm. They get, but they need to be big and mobile, which is, you know, Bacchus and Luch have the same exact problem as, uh, A, they got old and B, the league left them behind. That's just why, which is why they're, 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 the two of them, their futility looks worse, I think, than it actually is in both cases. Lucic is 30 years old. He is 30 years old. Remember, though, he's, he's a power forward. Unless your name's Jerome McGinley or Yaramir Yager, they have, power forwards have a fairly early expiration date. He was 27. That's when his expiration date was. Yep. Seriously. Okay. Anyway, so... um. So people have been advocating that. There's people saying, it's like, oh, we need enforcers. Like, no, we don't need enforcers. We need our dipshit big players to do what is obviously their job. Like, again, what the fuck is, is Chris Wagner on this team for if not that? Like, I have no problem with Chris Wagner's play, but he does seem largely unnecessary if he's not dealing with things like that. I found his signing puzzling. I did. I, I thought, okay, hometown boy. That That's what I thought it was. Well, well, that's just like, like don't get me wrong. I actually like that for the 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 the, the, the Wagner Corrali Achari configuration of the fourth line quite a bit. 
It's got a lot of jam. He's a, I don't think he's as good as Tim Schaller, but he's been fine. But again, he's not, I thought he was signed over Tim Schaller because he would be tougher than Tim Schaller, even though they're about the same size and otherwise very similar players. So what the fuck, right? Why are Brad Marchand, the Brad Marchands, the Joachim, the, the Joachim Nordstrom's, the Tory Krugs of the, uh, of, of, the, uh, of the team, the ones that are getting fucking fights? I, I, I don't know. It's like we do have a vacuum. We have a vacuum and we have people who maybe aren't willing to put their bodies out there or they're not on the on the, the ice at the time when they can. Well, like my point is, is these idiots have a point. This team is getting roughhoused right now. Mm-hmm. And it seems to be teams have clearly recognized like, OK, if you give if you rough this team up, you're going to you, you're going to win them because they don't have it in them right now to put back, push back. The problem is we do still have the personnel on the ice to do it. Now, I realize, okay, maybe throwing a big hit to, to, to change momentum isn't something that David Backus has in him anymore simply because he's not fast enough to throw big hits. But like Achari, Corrali, Wagner, these guys are all pretty mobile for their sizes. Mm-hmm. Achari is not the kind of guy who's going to fight for the most part. But I'm not, I'm not calling for guys to fight. Like The point is, is like the issue is a player, again, and I don't like this argument. I never do because it's it's a slippery slope to saying we need fighting in the league, and that's nonsense. Even I say that as someone who likes fights. Okay. Um, I'm, but what I'm saying here is that, yeah, there, 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 isn't, there needs to be some kind of repercussions, right? Like if, someone, if a team's pushing on, you, pushing on you physically, you have to push back physical. Because the problem is the Bruins aren't fast enough to outpace teams that are playing more physical than them, which means they still have to fight on those terms right now. Well, what if it is like, okay, for Corrali and Achari, I think this is definitely true. I think Cassidy wants more from their game. There's definitely been an, an emphasis for Achari to try to get him to have more offensive output because, you know, he has no goals as of yet. But, you know, I think the same thing goes for for Corrali. I think that they're trying to focus on another part of their game, and it, it's not to say there's anything bad about that. It's just that maybe they just don't know to go out and be physical at the same time, or at, more physical. Oh, and that's the thing at this moment. Maybe not in general, but at this moment, the Brewers do need someone to be making a statement. But, like, dumb fucks like Hags calling for us to make a move to get someone like that. Yeah, absolutely not. You do not move to get that player. You get you, you you light a fucking fire under the guys that are supposed to be doing that task. Okay, I didn't read any of the hag stuff because I never do. Well, I didn't either. I saw him tweeting his own articles and based on his own summary, I'm like, nope. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we don't need that. What we need is for the players on this team to perform in a different way. Ah, uh, God. I, I just hate hags. I, ha- I hate that. I hate the... the Let's get Luch back here because Luch isn't going to do jack shit and nobody wants him and not at $6 million per, no, for how many more years? Like four? Oh, no. We, we don't need anybody to come in here and do that. We right now are suffering from the fact that we have our top line center out right now. Our first ballot a Hall of Fame defenseman out right now. Right. And his understudy out right now. <laughs> Yep. Um, Carlo just got back in the game yesterday. I'm not going to say anything about whether or not he should be roughhousing. He's got to get back to being the player that he was. I'm just saying that, yeah, unfortunately, this is this is a this is a gaping hole that the uh, the Bruins have uh, that they're going to be perceived as weak. And it's just hard. 
it's really hard. How are you going to combat this? The Miller injury? Oh, we didn't even talk about that. Oh, that happened on uh, Monday night up in Toronto. Toronto. Yeah, he, he, he blocked a shot and it bounced funny and right up into his throat. Yep, and he basically injured the cartilage in his uh, larynx oh. uh, to the point where it was like it was really hard for him to breathe. If you actually watch the replay, you see his hand go up in the, the universal gesture for I can't breathe. Actually, the universal gesture is like this, but that's okay. He had well, that's one choking, hand. right? That's, that's yeah, different. that's choking, but, you know, <laughs> I can't breathe. His hand went up to his throat, and it's only when you see that that you realize how how dangerous it was. There had been reports during the game that he went to the hospital. Nobody could confirm it, but they did confirm it after. And I guess his x-rays there were, were, were fine, but he, after getting back to Boston, he was reassessed and they ultrasounded and it's like oh fuck well cartilage <laughs> you can't really tell very much from an x-ray yes which right. my point is like why'd they x-ray that there's no bones in them in the place that there was likely damage anyway there is <laughs> there is one bone it is the hyoid the hyoid is in there and you know what the hyoid does it keeps your tongue in place yes that's okay yeah <laughs> go ask your girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that as like, you know, saying that in a smart... I'm saying go ask your girlfriend. She would know, I think. Unless she's specializing in something totally different and doesn't have anything to do with throats. But anyway, <laughs> you're like, how is that even possible? <laughs> I mean, like, I'm pretty sure rheumatology is a discipline that doesn't require much of my knowledge of throat bones. But at the same time, she had to go, go through general internal medicine first, so... I I knew about the hyoid bone from anatomy class, but we didn't really study it in, at length. So this week when I was trying to figure out what had happened with Kevin Miller and how it was possibly different from what happened to Malcolm Subban. Remember, they said Subban broke. He broke that. He broke something yeah. in there. Because well, his was a direct shot rather than a deflected block shot, right? Right. But he broke something there. And I thought, oh, I mean, you can break the cartilage i guess in some respect and it just has to heal on its own but i thought oh did he break his hyoid and if you think about that how dangerous is that if it's not doing its job yeah and if in a contact sport that's 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 catastrophic yeah so basically yes there is a bone this is the this is the (laughs) let's go back to the original point there is a bone there it can be broken but an x-ray isn't going to show you much unless that bone is broken and it might not even show you that because of just the nature of what's going on in there. But yes, they needed a secondary imaging, which is always curious. It's like x-ray is like the IR of the medical world. It'll confirm something, but it's not going to tell you what it really is. Yeah. It's too bad because Kevin Miller was playing really good in those, what, four games he was back in? Yeah, he was our top defenseman. I know that sounds scary, but I'm not as scared about that as, as many people were. But yeah, he was our number one defenseman because just of his experience. And I feel genuinely bad for him because that, not only does it have to hurt, it just sucks. He just came back and he's out again. And that broken hand was also from a block shot, right? So this is just like, ah, fuck. This is the life of a defenseman, especially the stay-at-home type. I was just yeah. talking about this at lunch with my husband. Somebody's got to love them. I am that person. Also, like, uh, Miller would be one of those people that would help this problem of people taking liberties with the Bruins. 
You don't want to get hit by Kevin Miller too often. Well, that's um, just it. Kevin Miller and Z being out of the problem there. Well, he already exerted his influence during that one game with uh, against the Habs where he, he basically was like, no, Brendan Gallagher, I will tear your throat out. I have no problem doing that. <laughs> I will punch your sternum out through your back. <laughs> and the fact that after the game, he's like, no, we talked about it in the penalty box. Everything's fine now. I, I'm just like, wow, you are a bigger man than I am. Seriously. Yeah, he's Southern California and he's just chill. <laughs> oh, that's what it is. <laughs> but anyway, I hate to say it. It's going to be a tough two weeks. It's going to be, and and we're hoping that we'll get Chara back then. Well, that was his reevaluation timeline. But yeah, I mean, the next two weeks, it's uh, six games. It's not a horrible schedule, but it ain't good. Well, no. If you think about it, the week before, the Bruins pretty much outperformed, given what they had. Then they yes. got Kevin Miller yeah. back, and then it was like, okay, things are starting to seem like they're okay. And then Kevin Miller gets basically knocked out of a game, and now it's a free-for-all again on the Bruins because there's a vulnerability. And so that's why you have people like Brad Marchand doing what they can. You know, last night, Colby Cave basically defended Brad Marchand uh, because Marchand, uh, uh, Mar- oh, God, okay, Brad. I'm just going to say Brad. I can't I can't do this Marchand, Marchand, uh, Marchand stuff. Okay, Brad. Martian, Martian, Martian. <laughs> Brad irked somebody on the Red Wings, and they were going to come after him. And then basically. It's, uh, Tyler Bertuzzi, I believe. Oh, Bertuzzi. Oh, okay. Well, then there was a cross check that happened, and then a melee uh, ensued at some point. And because of the fracas that was going on, uh, Howard decided he was going to go skate to the bench. It was in the second period, it was the long change. He had to go over the red line to get to the bench. Tuka Rask saw that and was like, let me at him. And he, I have never seen Tuka Rask skate so fast. He just like, zoom. <laughs> and there, it was so funny seeing the two of them trying to get their blockers and their gloves on. <laughs> and the, the refs were like, no, 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 no. We're not letting you guys near each other. It's like refs, the game's gotten to this point. You've already lost the plot. Let it, let it happen. <laughs> yeah, I was mad. I wanted Tuca to get into that fight so bad. Because oh. he's so few goalie fights now. I know. You know what I really loved about that? That was Tuca, motherfucking Rask, coming out. He is going to go get involved with the rest of his teammates. He is. I am going to be the sparkly badass motherfucker right now. Thank you. <laughs> he is like, I don't need to chuck the, the milk crates and I don't need to break my stick. I'm going to break my stick over your ass, Jimmy Howard. Right? So it's just like. He is like engaged. He's like he's like let's go. Let me rip him apart. I loved it. That is what you want to see from your goalie. So everybody, you know what? That was took a fucking rask last night. Now, granted, they did lose four to two. One of the the goals wasn't in an empty netter. I think. Please say it was. I can't remember. Anyway, the point is, is that took is engaged. Yeah, one of them wasn't one of them was an empty netter. So after that whole that was in the third, right? The, um, the whole hooliganry there. Was it? Ooh, uh, I think it was at the end of the second. Yeah, I think oh, it was Okay, so it was, before Don- it was before the power play that Donato tied the game on. Okay. Yep. Yeah, it was two, it was, um, yeah, I believe it was 2-1 at the time. You know what? I liked what I saw from Tuca, and unfortunately, uh, for whatever reason, this team right now just can't play against the Red Wings. Luckily, there's only one more game they have to play against them for the I rest mean, of the season. We did at least get to see them play that game where they absolutely caved those fuckers in. 
Oh, and we were in the suite. It was so fantastic. <laughs> I, we should always have that suite. Always. We They should just give it to us for every game. That's all. Also, the one should do that against Detroit all the time. Right. I mean... Well, they should, but the Bruins are lacking lots of key personnel. Yes. You know, in that game, they had Charlie McAvoy, and they had Zidane Chara, and Patrice Bergeron, I believe. Yeah, wasn't the only prominent um, absence at that point in time, Tory Krug. Yep. And they were getting yeah, because that, yeah, that was before the Miller injury, too. The first Miller injury. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So basically, yeah, that was a really wonderful moment in time. Can we have that back, please? Please. Evil play. Yeah. So, anyway, it was ugly. I, I love the fight that this team has from time to time. I just wish that that these other teams weren't running us over and that we could kind of mitigate that. Yes. Charlie McAvoy. He spoke to media yesterday about his concussion, the, the first um, availability he's had since uh, he went down on um, October 18th, I believe it was. And it was interesting because it was um, – I don't think I've ever seen a player be that an active player be that frank about concussions before and their symptoms. Oh yes. Especially when it's a player talking about a concussion. You really don't hear about that. Yeah, you hear about it on retired player from retired players like Savvy, but Right. This is what Charlie McAvoy said yesterday to media. It wasn't just W E I, it was other media outlets, but is what he said. As far as vestibular symptoms goes, it's really kind of reteaching your brain to handle certain activities that can bring on certain symptoms, like a dizziness or a kind of feeling out of it. Stuff like that, said McAvoy on Saturday in his first comments since he left the lineup. So this is basically that concussion rehab that I alluded to, reintroducing these things to my brain. Actually, one of the things I heard is my brain is out of shape. So it's kind of teaching those things, reintroducing them, and things are going well right now. The 20-year-old has found his first concussion frustrating. Well, it's been an experience for me, for sure, going through it the first time. Kind of learning more about it as I go, said McAvoy. Unfortunately, I would have loved to have not gone through it. But nonetheless, it's been an experience for me, and I'm learning a lot of valuable things. So basically, we talked about this a little bit before we started recording in earnest. When he's talking about the vestibular thing, you know, he's got an inner ear imbalance problem. And as a person who also has vertigo that's induced by the inner ear stuff, you really do have to kind of teach yourself not to do certain things because you, you know, you're, when you have these problems with your inner ear, you're constantly struggling to stay on the horizon. That's just our nature. Our, our, our brain and eyes and ears like to be lined up with knowing where the horizon is, you know, where, where that balance is for us. And the, when the inner ear is not working, the brain has to take over a little bit more but it's going on what information the eyes have instead of the other set of information so it is really just like oh when i do this i feel dizzy so don't do that (laughs) and that can be really really hard when you're a hockey player and your head is in all sorts of orientations when you're skating when you're looking down at the puck when you're when you have to look up to see you know who's coming at you your head has to be everywhere you might take a slap shot your head's going to be turned a little bit you have to be able to have all of that now saying that his brain's out of shape well that's just the that's what happens when you're when you have a head injury is like you have to wait it out a little bit and just get your brain used to what normal is 
So it's interesting that he's very frank about this and that the team allowed him to be this frank about it. Yeah. Look, I think that it's his injury. He should be able to say whatever he wants about it. If he doesn't want to say anything about it, we need to respect that choice because even though we look at it as like, well, he's an athlete, that information should be available. It's still his private health information. So... Well, and, that, and that's always a tricky one, right? Because, like, you know, there's a case for it's like, well, it's maybe it's best to, you know, keep it on the down low for a certain amount of brinkmanship just because you don't want, you know, the idea that players will be uh, targeted in certain ways if their injury, if the nature of their injuries are known. Right, right. But remember, not all concussions happen from head hits. I know. It's, it's just difficult. We've got, a, uh, we've got a couple of young defensemen who already have a history of c- uh, concussions because once you get one, that's the history. Brandon Carlo is coming back from his second concussion. This one didn't take him as long, but it took him the, the whole postseason plus the summer to get over the first one. And uh, this one was not an easy thing either. He missed nine games, right? That's a lot. I mean, yeah, that's a, that's a substantial amount of time you're missing with concussion. But uh, like you said, at least it wasn't, it didn't take him as long as the first one. But I just worry, you have to worry about a young guy like that going forward. Just because, like you said, once you get one, it's easier to get another one. Well, you know when Roman Yossi got his concussion last year against the Bruins? That was his seventh one. Oof. And it took him a while to come back from that one. I- I'm just and he's only 26. That's when you start worrying about a player like later on in life, when you have that many. I mean, my gosh. Right. I just worry. I- 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 I've been having a little bit of a problem with uh, sports for-, for different reasons, and I know that at some point, there's going to be something that happens that makes me want to not watch them and, and play and, and everything. I just feel like this year just seems really brutal. And it could just be I'm looking at the Bruins get beat up a lot. And we have had quite a few concussions or similarly devastating injuries. It's It seems like it's been like that way for a couple last two years for the Bruins. I mean, in terms of injuries anyway. I mean, they've, they've been some, one of the probably... They've got to be the most injury-riddled team over the last two seasons. As much as I've watched them, I don't think I can remember a two-year period where they had these this many injuries and this many that caused players to be out for such an extended period of time. Mm, yeah, and it definitely hurts more when you've got like two of your leadership group out. Yeah, and not just two of your leadership group, but you know your captain and your uh, your senior um, alternate. So, like, the guys that are, you know, the bit players of the leadership group are the guys having to step up and run the show right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's just, it's going to be a tough time. It's going to be a tough month. Then we'll have the Winter Classic, which apparently is far from sold out, but they're going uh, to maybe because no, Maybe because everyone realizes that no one actually wants to see Blackhawks hockey right now. Feel the flavor. Yeah. It is a home game for them. The flavor but, being yeah. of my vanilla, but without the vanilla. <laughs> it, it being at the neutral site of well neutral-ish site in at notre dame is also kind of weird i mean i feel like i dig it to that, be honest though it's 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 like 45 minutes outside of chicago maybe and and most of that 45 minutes is getting through chicago this is true so that's probably about the same travel time from chicago to fort bend as um uh south bend rather as like when the wings hosted it at the big house at u michigan that's about. That's probably a similar travel times, isn't it? Is it not? Yeah, they have a huge stadium, so they wanted to see if they could sell it out even more with two of the oldest franchises. And the thing is, is that the turnoff for me right off the bat was, 
I don't want to be in Indiana in the middle of fucking winter. I just don't. I just don't want to be in Indiana. End sentence. Okay, I I agree with you there. <laughs> um, but I'm going to elaborate on that. Not in the middle of winter watching or this ever. game. <laughs> All right. So this week the Bruins uh, they lost to the Toronto Maple Leafs, and I'm sure the Maple Leafs fans were really great about that. Uh, they did win against the New York Islanders, and before the Islanders played against our Bruins, they did have the nifty lifting of the 16 to the rafters. It was a good ceremony. Mm-hmm. They didn't get everyone who's living and has a number retired there. Espo was not in attendance. Neither was Bobby Orr. Yeah, Bobby Orr is the more confusing one there, to be honest. Like, Espo, I'm like, okay, the Bruins and Espo have had a bad relationship ever since they traded him out of town. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but they had but they had Chief, they had they had Bork, they had uh, they had O'Reilly, and they had, of course, Cam. Um, Many of which had actually played with him, so that was good. Uh, I think Cam and, uh, and uh, O'Reilly had played with all him. All of them did. All of them did? I think uh, Middleton and, Bu- and Busick overlapped by one or two seasons. Okay, I didn't know that. But anyway, uh, they also had an alumni suite where Barry Peterson was before the Barry, game. And Barry, B- Barry Peterson was thanked specifically by, by Nifty during his speech. And um, and, Barry, and Peterson cried a little bit and it was kind of beautiful. It is. It is beautiful. When, and when men are touched and they cry, that's a beautiful thing. It's great. It's wonderful. I like it when people show emotion. There's no weakness there. It is only beauty. Shut up. Also, the thing I picked up from that was, you know, I mean, we already knew this because we've seen Nifty as a broadcaster with, before. He's a good speaker. Why do they not have him on more? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, because like the, the best iteration of the, the uh, of you know of, of the pa- panel talks on Nesson was the one that was like Nifty Peterson and, Clu- and Kluzak um, moderated by Jaffe. Like that's 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 a good panel. <laughs> well, Kluzak's really not doing it anymore either. So, yeah, I know. I, I don't understand. You know, maybe people do this for a period of time and they don't have the time to do it because it is a time commitment. Yeah. I don't know. He wanted to do something else. They wanted to move in a different direction. Nifty doesn't a direction that's just <laughs> A direction that's most of the time just Dale Arnold and Billy Jaffe and occasionally Peterson. Like, <laughs> Well, don't forget, they are bringing in Ray Croft and uh, Andrew Alberts. Oh, no, he's bad. He's really bad. Why do we want players from that era of Bruins hockey on there? I think they're just space holders for when Zidane Chara retires. Ooh. Wouldn't that be hot? Wouldn't you want to have Zidane Chara in your studio? Oh, I, I would love him to have the freedom to like really, like, I, I bet Z would be really fantastic at analyzing players' performance on ice, actually, and like explaining why this is happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seeing as he's made such a meticulous study of his, of, of his own body. <laughs> yep, yep, so... Maybe they're just placeholders. Maybe that's it. They tried Hal Gill, but he went on to the Preds, where he's probably just being really tall and boring over there too. So sorry. Yeah, and like, and unfortunately, like all of our other guys that would be good broadcasters ended their careers elsewhere, and have, as a result, have pursued their career, their their post playing careers elsewhere. Yeah, authority. And and Ference. Oh, Andrew. I mean, like he's got a good job for him, but it's also kind of wasted not being in in, in broadcasting at the same time. Yep, yep, I know, I know. Well, sometimes you have a higher calling and you have to do that. Yes. So anyway, yes, yeah, so it was really, it was a very sweet ceremony. He had a lot of family members there. 
it was really funny watching them do the the lifting of it to the the rafters because at first they were like what we pulled these things <laughs> you know one of the sweetest things i actually saw during that ceremony was terry o'reilly lifted his phone up to take a picture of it and his his phone case has a picture of like his daughter and grandchildren and it's like it's not what you expect from from o'reilly but it's just it's like sweet and endearing i love it i love it when tough guys are like softies it's just one of my favorite things speaking of that there's something so there's a good one because i agree with you i think it's pretty cool to see like a, someone who's tough and being kind of outside of that and showing kind of their their nor their personality a little bit on it was uh, last summer maybe jimmy fallon had triple h and stephanie mcmahon on because they were promoting something for wwe and triple h lip was had to lip sync one of the songs from uh the movie moana (laughs) and he absolutely got into it Mm -hmm. and it was so amazing to see him just go all out into it because at first he acted like he was mad that he had to but then nope he was into it and it was fantastic because they have three little girls i mean so he probably would do this on a normal everyday basis because with his kids so to kind of see that kind of that side of him was pretty cool (laughs) by the way if you want to watch moana before it leaves on netflix do it soon it's leaving this month oh that's so sad all those disney properties are on their are are moving are are being gradually yanked as they um uh as disney moves you know inches closer to its own streaming service i know So that, that includes all marvel and star wars properties as well Please stop breaking my heart about the Marvels things. I have not seen Thor Ragnarok a lot. I don't understand why I'm not watching it at least once a week or once a day even. <sighs> I gotta watch like, it as of like as of today, for example, of the Marvel movies that were on, on Netflix were were the two Guardians movies, the first two Captain Americas, not Civil War though. No, that left. Yeah, um, Thor Ragnarok, Thor Ragnarok, and Thor One, and then like Iron Man Two. Which is Ugh. Iron Man Two is one of the worst Marvel movies. Yeah, don't, don't you don't need to see that. It's not integral to anything. I oh god, I, you know I feel like I should. Oh, watch and Black the... Panther, of course, is still there. Of course, Black Panther. So they do have four best ones or all that. I, I I know I I'm gonna watch Black Panther again soon. I I I just need a little more gold bloom in my life, like all the time. So I I adore Ragnarok so much. I'll start watching it just with the intent of only watching the, up to the end of the Sakar scenes, and then like oh, okay, I'm good. I mean, the ending's good too, but you know. Oh, I'll, I'll have to watch Black Panther before it goes. What was that? To watch Black Panther before it goes. Bye bye because of Disney streaming services. Well, I mean, I don't think it's happening just yet, but you know, watch it soon. Well, and Disney streaming service will probably be actually fairly decent too, especially. Did the twenty? Did the uh, Fox movies um uh, sale go through or not? I don't think. I don't think so. Not yet. Because when that does, all those Fox properties are going to be are going to end up on Di- under Disney's tent as well. Yeah. So potentially it, including Fox TV stuff. So like Simpsons might be on that Disney streaming. <laughs> so it was a really nice ceremony. It was nice that he paid tribute to Barry Peterson, who I don't think gets a lot of uh, love necessarily uh, by a lot of Bruins fans. A lot of times he's like, "Hey, thank you for going that way, so we can get." Cam Neely. And all the various things we got from got for Glenn Wesley eventually, too. Yeah, so it's like, um, you know, Barry Peterson, even though he says Calgary wrong, it was nice that, that uh, Nifty paid tribute to him and singled him out, because 
whenever you have a center who does a good job dishing you the puck, you got to thank him when you get retired. You got to love your center like Brad, like, like, like Brad loves Patrice. Yeah. I wish I had someone who loved me like Brad loves Patrice. That's a shot across Glenn's bow. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is, I don't think many people have that. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> please, please, please let it, let it be Brad Bergeron. Brad Loki Bergeron. It's got to be. Like that I mean, would I, I would be loving it was Bradley David Bergeron. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> that would be even better. <laughs> oh my gosh, we gotta just do it. I mean, Patrice's wife has to be on board. Come on. Oh my god, it, why did I not seem to realize this before? That's the BPM line, Bergeron. I mean, you get your heart rate up. It does. Oh my god, the BPM line. And here I was calling it the hundred and eighty-eight percent. <laughs> well anyway i look forward to that happening uh so anyway yes so uh oh it was nice to see uh old friend johnny boychuk i don't feel the same way about him anymore i don't miss him as much but it was nice to see him it figures that i have gone to see islanders games since he's been gone and he's never played in any of them i don't think it was nice to see him picking up um, uh, Krejci's chiclets for him, too. Yeah. Disgusting, but very nice of him. Yeah. Um, Bruce Cassidy did say, that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, ultimately, not a very productive endeavor. No, they're never going to go back into his mouth again, but, you know. Oh, no, no. Krejci's going to, um, uh, you know, uh, wear removable of my dentures until, until he retires and then have stu- and have studs put in most likely because that's what hockey players do. As most players do. But you know what? You know what's really funny is that, you know, Ference's mom, uh, no, not his mom, his dad was a dentist. Okay, his mom was a medical doctor. So she used to do some medical stuff on his younger teams. But um, his dad is a dentist and he never, ever had any teeth knocked out his whole career. Until like that last year or two, well, that last year in Edmonton, he didn't play at all. But uh, like the year or two before that, uh, he got a tooth knocked out down here and then he never replaced it. I think it's just still out. Even now, post-retirement, interesting choice. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But I, I just thought it was kind of funny. Anyway, enough about dentists, dentistry and David Krejci's teeth. But yeah. The fact that David Krejci got run in the uh, on the ice twice in two days, not good. Yeah, team needs to be better about that. Because, um, yeah, guys, if you let Krejci get injured... Um, You're fucking screwed. I think that's how they say it. Yeah, um, yeah totally motherfucking boned. Yeah. Like, like seriously, because like, then they, they would have no centers. <laughs> not even your old friend Colby Cavett. <laughs> Do you know that I can't say his name? <laughs> That's not me. I didn't start that. I can't well, say well, you, his You name. could drop it. <laughs> but here's the That's thing. entirely within your power. <laughs> I can't because now I look at his name and I go, oh, Colby Cave. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> he should be the caveman. But 
he isn't, and he's a weird. But he he ginger. he also he joined the team the same time as you know Colton Hargrove was who was an actual caveman. Yeah, he looked like a fucking caveman. I called him <laughs> the caveman because he looked like that. But Colton Hargrove, I think, is down in the Stars organization or something now. So he's back in Texas, and so he should be Colby Caveman. But I just I can't because. <laughs> He looks more like a guy who's going to drink like a nice glass of wine rather than, you know, I don't know, uh, carry a club. Okay, um, Captain Caveman. Sits, it's Bear Cavay. <laughs> There's part of me that wants to call him Colby Cabernet. I don't know why. I keep thinking okay. this. Yeah. So anyway, Colby Cave is holding on to that uh, top line in, in place of Bergie. And this week we saw the return of Brian Donato, who was very important in that Islanders game because, well, he won the shootout. Nobody wanted to score in the shootout. Nobody wanted to get any goals in the shootout except for Ryan Donato. And it was fitting because it was the retirement night for Rick Middleton. And uh, that was like his favorite player growing up. Or his dad's favorite player, and then he just always wore 16. And the reason why he's not wearing 16 is because it's a retired number. So, whew, that was a lot. Um, but that's really cool. He looked okay playing again. Like, better than he had before he went down. Which yep. is what you want to see. Um, which, of course, segues nicely to the fact that, uh, of course, um, Anders Bjork was, was sent down. Yep. And, as of today, also JFK. Although Mark Diver thinks that JFK is just sent down for today and will be rejoining the team in the Bruins in Florida later in the week. Oh, okay. Basically because he was scratched a couple of games and wanted him to get a game in. Right, right. Well, he should. You should take uh, advantage yeah. of that. I mean, Providence is uh, 45 minutes away. Hey, it's like that commute from Chicago to South Bend. and it probably is about the same thing because you know getting out of boston is a fucking nightmare sometimes so it's just like getting into it is so hmm, whatever okay well you know what guys go up guys go down when you go to providence you got to learn a lesson you got to realize why you're there and work on that some players do that really well some players don't and he had played pretty well on providence too he wasn't he wasn't. It didn't seem like he was discouraged by being sent down at all. I, I, it's easy to do that when you're a young oh, yeah, player. He, he was nine points in uh, in ten games, which is exactly what you want to see out of some guy you sent down for. I mean, you sent down to get their shit together. Yep. Um, I'm pretty sure that makes him okay. No, because Colby Colby Cave is still well above a point per game in, down there, but uh, that's uh, that makes him like the second best scoring rate in in on the Bruins this year. Beats out um, uh, Fitzgerald and Hughes. Speaking of which, why are our best three scorers in, in Providence um, three guys that are generally considered non-prospects? Of course, yeah, yeah, Colby Cave playing between Brad and, and, and Pasta. But anyway, super. <laughs> because the kids don't know that you got to really earn it. I mean, I will say Ryan Fitzgerald, I think, deserves a call-up at some point. This is his second year in a row of being pretty good in down, down there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But I'm always going to call him Fitzpatrick and it's going to be terrible. Be like Ryan Fitzpatrick did blah 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 today, and they're like, no, no, he didn't because he plays for the Bucks, and he's not even playing anymore. Well, he's back up again. So, yep. So see, there. That's that's why I kind of dread it because I'm gonna say his name wrong all the time. I'm just gonna call him Fitzy. 
it's, it's appropriate. It's what one calls hockey players named that. Yeah. Yep, that's what I'm going to say. Just pitsy. Anyway, well, I hope they get it together and come back stronger and whatnot. Yes. All right, so I think we basically covered all the stuff. Yeah, so, oh, no. Okay, this is an interesting week the Bruins have coming up. Oh, boy. Um, so between now, this is, of course, uh, December 2nd we're recording on. Between now and next Sunday, December 9th, four games. Not a super busy schedule. Busy enough. It it's, uh, starts off Tuesday. Uh, it's December 4th um, against the Florida Panthers. And uh, then follow that up two days later on the 6th against Tampa. No! Uh, yeah, not right now. Please, not right now. Oh, Tampa, come out soft. Just bench half your players. Like, like they have two of them skate together, like skate into one another, and then miss the rest of the game. Yes, yes, just that game. You can come back after. I don't give. Just like Hedman takes a slap shot and pings off the back of the back of Stamkos's helmet and back into Hedman's face or something. Sure, he's not that pretty. It's okay. Plus, you could you know then take the clip of that and set it to Yakety Sacks, and it'd be a timeless video. (laughs) (laughs) Get food poisoning just before the game. Um, uh, Kucherov. Lightning. Yes. Yes. Oh, all of them. All of them. Yes. They're they're they're, they're pregame they're pregame meal. Just you know, all of them get the shits. Yep. That way the Bruins have to play Syracuse instead. Yep. There you go. Yes. Okay. That sounds good to me. Let's do it. All right. Who's after that? It's gonna suck, isn't it? It's gonna be Carolina. It's home against Toronto on 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 Saturday the eighth. Oh my god. And by then Nylander's visa will probably be sorted out, which means they have they already have Matthews back and they re-signed Nylander and oh good fucking god, kill me now. <laughs> so it's at the garden? Yes. So we could hurt them before the game. Alright, so here's what we do. But seriously I'm terrified of this team because now there's their center depth has has Kadri as the third line C and with Nylander back Damn it. You know what I'm really hoping for? I'm hoping for some internal combustion. I'm hoping some drama unfolds within the team and it eats them alive. That's what I'm hoping for. I still hold it in my head canon that 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 Austin Matthews is fuming over the whole Tavares thing and is going to sign a a 16 million uh, seven year contract with the with the with offer sheet with 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 um, uh, Arizona. Please, please make and sure. please please make sure there's bed sheets. I was just going to say that. Or <laughs> yes. Um, Yes. But not a picture of him as a child, a picture of him like today, like like then, like that day, a selfie of him sleeping on on one with the with the peyote coyote, with peyote coyote bed sheets. <laughs> because everything about that would just like oh, I mean, I mean well, Canadian hockey media would die and I would love it. Yeah. Also, here's what you got to do for that game on Yeet. Okay. We we hide we hijack <laughs> the Toronto bus. Lock it in some random bus depot in Boston for the game, so they have to forfeit, and the Bruins get the two points. I know a guy that's got a line on some sketchy-looking warehouses in uh, Everett. So uh, <laughs> he used to party there occasionally because it was his um his band's practice space. It was sketchy as fuck. You totally disappear some Toronto some Maple Leafs there. Perfect. It's an Everett behind. I mean, it's a it's a good spot. It's like you know, tucked away behind the Teddy Bear Peanut Butter Factory. Okay, I'm glad we have all of these answers as to what can happen, what can make the Maple Leafs go wrong that day. Oh God, it's gonna be such a rough month. Or just like lots of laxatives in their water bottles on the bench. Uh, so I need to get a job doing that stuff in the next 
week. It's like just dress yourself up as the um, uh, as the Leafs equipment guy, and uh... I'm just gonna put a mustache on. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say, yeah, put a mustache on and, and adopt a French accent. I'm not even gonna put a mustache on. I'm just gonna just throw my hand here. Yes, <laughs> I am. I'm totally your equipment manager, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Sir, that's not a mustache. Sir, that's not a mustache. That's one of those obnoxious hipster mustache on the side of the finger tattoos. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even going to dye my hair or do anything different. I'm just going to be like that. (laughs) While wearing your, like, Achari shirt. (laughs) (laughs) For some reason, I thought I might wear some overalls and just go full on Mario. (laughs) I feel like it would be fun with some type of Bruins garb on with your finger stashed and being like, no, 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 I'm the equipment person. I mean, if you're going to go this route, you just go and dress as Mario and then be like putting like uh, magic mushrooms in their water bottles so they just trip balls halfway through the game. (laughs) (laughs) Just the game. Elander's like on his knees licking the ice. And... <laughs> Anderson's got his tongue stuck to the pole of the, of the gold. And he's just like, this smells very teethy. Okay. Oh, we're so screwed. This is. Um... At least the Bruins will be in Florida for a few days, so that's good. Yeah. Oh, oh, and by the way, the next day after the Toronto game, um, it, less than 24 hours later, they have a one of those weird-ass 5 p.m. starts in Ottawa. Oh, of course they do. <laughs> I mean, at least Ottawa's day two of the back-to-back. So that's like, that's like okay, that's, that's like the best-case scenario. One of the better-case scenarios from day two of a back-to-back is having it be Ottawa. Oh, I would be trying to win the Ottawa game. <laughs> that's my point. Yeah. All right. So we should probably wrap up. Yeah. Okay. So, listeners, you've been listening to Barely on Topic. You can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. If you like us, uh, rate us some stars, tell your friends, pay for some billboards. Do what you got to do. I'm scaling it down my expectations. Obviously, skywriting was a bit much of an ask, but billboards, eh. Yeah, they could just share us with friends, but okay, that's fine. Yeah, you know, uh, of course, uh, you can uh, you can reach out to us um, uh, on Twitter. That's uh, at barely on topic uh, on Facebook. That's at barely on topic podcast, or of course at our individual Twitter accounts. I am at Doctor Handgrenade. I am at Tim A Richardson, and I am at Vegas has a new friend at VR. Or, I don't know how to say it. Whatever. At VA from RI. <laughs> uh, I don't know how to read. <laughs> you don't know how to read your own Twitter handle. <laughs> Tim? Word! <laughs>